it's good to be back and today I'm joined by amazing, amazing phenomenal women who are just out of this world. In fact, I saw the two of them and I just told them, you're Kenya's wonder women. <laughs> so these ladies are running an organization called Dial Apart. Yes, you had it, Dial Apart. That has won several awards including WE4A program, the Nairobi Innovation Week, top 10 most disruptive startups, Netherlands Africa Business Council, winner Sustainable Development Challenge, Nairobi Innovation Week, um, top most top 15 most promising startups in 2018, African Women in Technology, position two in 2018. Tony Elumelu Foundation grantee 2018 and you know this how many entrepreneurs want this space and this lot uh, manufacturing sector women who uh, are in tech uh, tech America top 10 startups 2018 African women innovation entrepreneurship forum finalist Young Innovators 2018, Timeless Women of Wonder Forum nominee 2018, and Digital Innovations NIW Winner 2019. Now you understand why we call them Wonder Women. And they're not only just Wonder Women, they are gorgeous, they are focused, and they're just perfectly amazing. I mean, they're just showing us Kenya has a future. You know, they will be worried that um, things are going another direction. These women are changing all that narrative. So guys, so happy to have you here. I'm really delighted that you could join us. Yeah, um, so thank you so much for the awesome introduction. Uh, we are uh, Linda Ngondu. I myself am Linda Ngondu. I'm the co-founder of Dialapad. And before I was in Dialapad, I had co-founded another outfit that was Kimi's Non-Toxic Enterprises. Mm -hmm. We had a focus on hand washing as um, using hand washing as a tool to bring radical socioeconomic change um, at the household level mm -hmm. and in schools. Hi guys, my name is Faith Mutindi. I'm the sister and co-founder of Delapad. Wow. And also in that outfit, I was still <laughs> in um, campus, I believe. I was. I, I had just gone through, um, I think, a chemistry lesson of soup. So I was the one training kids to make soup. Wow. Um, yeah, and the whole um Baloo of engaging parents in this soup making so that the tradition would remain to be entrepreneurs or how did you guys start this um i think it started it wasn't a fluke mm -hmm. but i remember it was in 2012 mm -hmm. um linda had just given birth mm -hmm. from campus i think she was in the second or third year yeah. and then money of course was tight mm -hmm. um and then so the kid came Money was tight. I was in the long holidays, uh, regular campus, mm -hmm. nothing to do at home. And then Linda should take it from there. <laughs> and then now, <laughs> for every mother who's yeah. out there, or even any um, young lady, and you're like, this is it. I've finished everything. My life is over. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's an opportunity. So for me, it was an opportunity. And uh, the challenges that mothers face with their young ones, and I was like, wow. Literally, it was an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Kids, children are the perfect agents of change. Mm -hmm. So we decided to take this innovation mm -hmm. into schools. Mm -hmm. So now we trained the kids on how to make their own soap, mm -hmm. entire locations for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And then we had now this theory where we would monitor and evaluate how is it going. Mm -hmm. 
are they washing their hands in school mm-hmm. is there like tangible results or results that we can see is there less stunted growth is there less cases of diarrhea less because cases of, of yeah. upper respiratory actually so true because even for us before we switched to boiling our water at home or buying water yeah. you know just not to take it straight from the tap we were told in school to boil water, water. and true. so we went and told our parents who now started boiling, boiling water, water. and they true. no longer drink tap water as is you know true so yeah it's i mean it's, it's really true so how did that go really i mean you're that time and i'm thinking you're just in campus yeah yes. just over there in your early 20s is it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah very and early 20s <laughs> thinking you know the innovation we are going for what yeah. what was it like for your parents looking at you guys at that age starting a business and thinking um what what was it for them oh my parents obviously thought these ones are crazy and this will pass over <laughs> yeah and then we decided i remember in that in the next two years was the first innovation week mm-hmm. so we decided to test out is this thing we're doing making sense mm-hmm. so we applied as students so we got in that was a shocker <laughs> but i remember yeah. the vc then was it mbidi mm-hmm. came to our Mbidi. booth and said he had never seen anything like this in kenya wow and so we were like a moment for you guys and remember the idea for washington for and remember yeah. at that time i remember 2013 mm-hmm around only f- less than 5% of Kenyans were washing hands this, this is so open corona <laughs> so and it was true let me tell you yeah, we once were allergic to washing hands they were we yeah. once took buckets with water mm-hmm. to the town center we got permits mm-hmm. uh, from the guy who was in charge then put the buckets and water tested it out I think only white people came to wash their hands and, and people who are exposed are you serious very yes. serious people did, people did not but you guys in the rural people love to wash their hands they you know because their hands, hands are visibly that yeah, yeah, yeah. mud <laughs> you're farming you're, you're coming farming. back to eat yeah, you have to wash they wash their hands until even their faces like true 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 amazing amazing so you guys were way before time this whole hand washing yeah. and understanding that this is a preventive measure yes so at that age and you you go to the innovation week did you already start winning your first uh, award then so after that i remember i can't remember her name well but she was from the star Yeah. took her time to write an article about us about ranked us as the top 15 promising startup so that gives you a boost it is so amazing that you guys knew this in campus because many of us discovered this whole world after the, it's transferable to them like as an app on the phone and i'm like anyway so me i'm just so confused so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, i want to say when we had this first idea yeah what we've learned that works for us mm-hmm. is run run with it start applying for opportunities do whatever you need you learn all these other That's things true. on the go because immediately after that we got into african women in tech mm-hmm. we got valuable feedback that thing did it ever occur pressure from family pressure from yourselves <laughs> you check the money in your bank account is there did that ever occur yes true yeah. it did I, let me just start by saying <laughs> i have never been employed yeah so okay oh, So that so you don't even know what that looks like. 
I, the only job I got, I, it was hard. <laughs> you know, you have to take instruction. Yeah. Things are supposed to be done in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you know, you might turn, oh, she never got a job. Oh my God, it must have been so easy. No, we were broke mm. for so long. For a long time. For years. So, and pressure from parents. Mm. And, and, and you know, the pressure is, it's merited because years ago, <laughs> In my head, I still thought I was. <laughs> you know, in my head, I was stuck at I'm still 25, things will work out. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Fundraising in Kenya as a female entrepreneur, as a female founder, is a nightmare. Is a night, you know. I think yeah. uh, as women, we've been told to be hardworking for so many years. And it's killing us. Mm. It's literally killing us. Mm. We are so hard working. It's not working. And you're still a professional. Right? You've had, I don't know. How guys don't get it, you know? I'm thinking it's so clear though. But it's deep rooted. But on your point of employment, we did a, we made a myriad of, of those applications, applications. we did employ because <laughs> it was at at some point you're like for real this thing will never work and, i know yeah and then let me just say this about kenyan incubators because mm-hmm. we uh we had several several runs with them mm-hmm. i don't know how this ecosystem can be fashioned mm-hmm. such that in our time mm-hmm. yes we were green but the critique the way the critique was given mm-hmm. was like, to Stomp you down, or yeah. yeah, versus you can improve on this. So, uh, and you know what is so offensive, and I know this may not sound how, but this is an honesty hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I'm like, so you're in this, you're pitching to someone who has never started a business. They have no idea. Thank you for pointing it out. Business. And they're, coach. they're out there coaching, coach. training you. Business and coach. So, so you're sitting there. And they're the judge, yeah, judges they're the in almost every other yeah. competition. Exactly. They're the same kind of people. Exactly. Same pool. how your idea doesn't work. And you know, I think that's why at some point for me, I stopped even trying. I'm like, this is nonsense. Mm. <laughs> I'm wasting my time. True. So that's also a mistake. Because you guys eventually started to win. Yeah. You eventually started to meet ears that yeah. listen we started to win when we understood our business and the direction that we as Linda and Faith wanted to go because everyone's input was not doing it it was not doing it and you try to carve and capture yourself till you can't <laughs> That's before true. you know it your idea has changed from what it from was yeah. to now you're distributing i don't know what true. you know or you're talking about uh, other things in i like to say this um we've been in this program called before a uh, women entrepreneurs for africa mm-hmm. thanks to tef uh the tony lumelo foundation yeah and i think they got it you're the woman, right? They and you're the entrepreneur. Yeah. So you know your business. I love Not some that. outsider. Yeah. You know your business. Even if you want their money and their contribution, True. it's your idea. I mean, there's nobody who knows the Lapad better than Linda or Faith. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You, who's the outsider, you can see, oh, there's this opportunity you've not taken up. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's a True. loophole here. But you cannot tell me the entirety of my business. You're the one who knows it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I know my business. Mm-hmm. 
So when I need help, I'll come to you and say, hey, this is my business. Can you examine it I for me? That, I love that. So yeah, and let me know. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the right one. You are taking your power back. So you guys, at what point did you know you're successful now? We knew we were successful yeah. when we went uh, for some conference. Mm-hmm. And on, on this table, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of women CEOs from uh, different counties. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we pitched to the from different counties. And they were like, ladies, we like this. We will place our order. And I was like, you will? You will place your order? Oh and the God. lady was like, in fact, come to our home county and come get um, an LPO attender. Yeah. So I was like, fate, this is the same. <laughs> <laughs> And then, seated on that table. Okay, at first I was like, okay, is she serious? This was after how many years? This was after, um, I think, two, two, two years. Two years. Wow. Of defining and redefining the business model. Yeah, because I think there's just the face in, in your business. Yeah. There's no clarity. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. But once you've waded through the waters, now you know, okay, this is what we're doing. This is it. Yeah. We're going for it. We're going for it in this direction. And this is the product offering. This is the service offering we're giving them. Mm-hmm. And then somehow the Lord makes all things work for good for you True. when that time comes. True. So we got our tender and you, you are like... So you started supplying on mass. You know when you when you hear the word LPO, it's not like five five of them or ten. They are a number. (laughs) (laughs) Oh ladies, I'm really gosh, I even have a name for you guys. (laughs) What the Wonder Sisters are doing and can do. Um, thank you so much. You're listening to Honesty Hour here on Yali Podcast KE and this is Esther Nema. And I'm with Faith and Linda who are just doing amazing work with the Dial Apart Initiative and uh, impacting the world as well as making profits. Friends, passion and profit go well, well, well yeah. together. If you remove profits, it's a disaster. <laughs> and we'll see you after the break. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the brand new Yali podcast. This podcast is from Yali, the Kenya chapter. More people than ever are now investing in young people. This podcast, therefore, explores why investing in the youth is investing in the future. This podcast is exclusively free on Spotify and other platforms. Listen now and tell us what you think at Yali Podcast KE on Twitter, plus 254-702-963-262. The brand new Yali Podcast. Listen free exclusively on Spotify. guys and we are back here with the Wanda sisters <laughs> award-winning sisters so um, they're doing an amazing initiative Daryl Apart and you know it's working so efficiently like you know um, in a way that they can only best describe it so now you started um, these women what is your first the, the women that ordered this um, LPO what is your first big clients or your first clients they were literally our first clients and they were also our first big Biggest client, client. <laughs> yeah so they ordered they gave us the LPO 
it was for dispensers. Mm-hmm. These are smart sanitary towel dispensers mm-hmm. that are ideal for schools. Mm-hmm. So we fit them in schools, and then the girls are given smart cards that are preloaded with tokens. Ideally, uh, since we have four years of school, mm-hmm. we have like 48 tokens if you enter in the first year. Mm-hmm. And then you swipe your card and get a full packet of sanitary towels. So that was the first LPO. So we go there. Delivered. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are two products. So yeah, the app and then the manufacturing bit is the smart sanitary towel so dispensers. This is the first of its kind. This app, I think there we we do have competitors, but in the first of its kind. Um, that combines the shopping experience with and the then health, the health aspect, yeah. specifically women's sexual reproductive health. So you see, the cards are smart cards, um, RFID or NFC cards, mm-hmm. and then yep. like the ATM card, for example. Those ones are magnetic. These ones are near frequency or radio frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the ones also the ones that you use to open doors. Yeah. Kind oh, of yeah. those ones, yeah. <laughs> so those cards are loaded with tokens, mm-hmm. and then the card is attached to your admission number. It's unique to just you and your school. Mm-hmm. So if you use your card in another school that has the dispensers, you won't get a pad mm-hmm. because the whole gist is to have accountability and transparency in the distribution system. Mm-hmm. So what happens is once a girl gets the card, you swipe every month. Mm-hmm. So if you don't swipe for whatever reason, this is picked up and we have reports generated from the dispenser because mm-hmm. of IoT. We've, we've made them smart, so they have IoT, they have data collecting and relaying capabilities. Mm-hmm. So the card, if you don't swipe, chances are you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you're not in school, you are married off. So <laughs> in a nutshell, they act as an early warning system mm-hmm. for us to know what's going on with these girls. Are they pregnant? Yeah. Are they married off? Mm-hmm. Are they still in school? To be able to support them more in case by eventuality they have any of those things. Wow. So the girls have been really responsive to this. Yeah. I mean, how have they been responding to this? Thing? The uptake has been really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot complain. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we're seeing the benefits of this in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, okay, immediately there'll be some gains. Yeah. But within a period of certain number of years, you'll be able to tell, okay, when we started this project in this school, mm-hmm. how many girls were dropping out as mm-hmm. a result of oh. lack of access? Mm-hmm. And also, what was the transition rates? Because we went to one particular school in Bungoma. Yeah. Um, kids from 1 and from 2, they're like 200. From 3 and from 4, they're like 40. So the transition oh. rates from from 1, from 2 to clearing of school was really and something to look at. because of like actually influenced by directly the pads. Yes. I don't know if you've seen this feature that's called Sex for Pads, Mm -hmm. where the girls now have to trade their bodies, Bodies. sexual Mm -hmm. favors, Mm -hmm. to border border riders to be able to be given the 100 bob they need to buy the pads. So now we are cutting out that middleman, that border border rider. So I no longer need to trade any sexual offers. Mm -hmm. I can just go to school and swipe my card and stay in school. That is so, so amazing. So what is then the criteria that you use to select the, the girls who get the card? Or when you choose a school, does it go to every girl in that school? Yes, when you or choose a school, it goes school. to every girl. But what we've been using so far is the like which regions are worse affected. Mm-hmm. And we started with Bungoma because um, sex for pads rate was very high then. Mm-hmm. And then now we're looking into the Transoya area mm-hmm. where um, 
transition is really, really bad. Yeah. They have like transition rates of only 4%. But hey, would you be happy to share the charges? Like how much is it? Um, so basically, uh, for the ones that go to offices and malls, mm-hmm. they range from 30,000, uh, which is like 300 USD yeah. to 500 USD maximum. Mm-hmm. And then we have other ones where we just list the devices to you. Mm-hmm. So we just charge a small leasing fee of say 100 US, mm-hmm. 100 USD. 10,000. Yeah, which is like 10,000 so Kenyan shillings. So basically our app has two main sectors. That's the e-commerce, the online shop, mm-hmm. uh, where we've curated... Um, this online shopping experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so basically, you have your cups there, you have tampons, tampons pads. pads. So what is interesting about our app is also you can have um, loyalty points uh, to be redeemed. We have a loyalty program going on there. And also the key one is we're trying to encourage, mm-hmm. especially Gen Z ladies, the digital native community who live in the net, Web three Manena, to actually take advantage. Because you see, the thing is, there's all this access to information, but it's it's not really um, getting down to where we want it mm-hmm. to be. There's yeah. all this access, but people are still not visiting the gynecologist. I never visited the gynecologist until it was something serious. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to move away from this peer-to-peer kind of information, education, education, which is toxic (laughs) and harmful. So we are incentivizing it. Come to our app for $1, 100 shilling. You can get your first gynecologist session. Mm. I mean, that's really affordable. Yeah. That's really amazing, yeah. And it's, so, and do you can see the guy, or mm. how is it? It's a one-on-one. You see each other. So the, you guys decide how you want to. Yeah, it. you can opt for chat, or you can opt for a virtual one. Mm-hmm. So there's comfort in anonymity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not comfortable in this first time revealing Who you your are. details, yeah. So you can get your one-off um, consultation mm-hmm. and what have you. Because I know I think many people don't go because of privacy. Yes, yeah, sure. privacy, yeah. So they're like, okay, girls, uh, maybe I'm going to state things that are wondrous and shocking. And they want to know who I am. Yeah. True. That is really amazing. I mean, you really considered everything women. The fact that we like our own privacy. privacy yeah. But also you demystified something that many people are afraid to talk about. And it's normal. Yeah, part it of is. The system. It and is. then you just reduce the number of times where we can get ashamed. Yani, you have two and you're running all over town looking for a sanitary towel. A sanitary towel, and not the whole packet, because maybe the, just the, one. Just That's one the for thing. Just now, you know. That's the yes, thing. And then it's accessible for like I ten mean, Kenyan shillings. Can you, mm. you can pay by an It's um May is when we celebrate the menstrual hygiene day. Yeah. It's marked for the twenty eighth. So take this time to talk about menstruation. It's a normal process. Take this time to. Engage even the men in the family, your brothers, mm-hmm. your boyfriends. Soon I'm too much what you see. And actually come <laughs> out and support. To, to act awkward when you yes. are counter hiding it. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, Linda and Faith. This has really, really been inspirational and powerful. I've learned a lot. And um, good job in the Thank, you. Thank you. And manufacturing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. We tried. <laughs>